everybody. Welcome back to another week of Sports and Ish with Miss DV and Vince Edwards. We hope you all have had an amazing week today. It is the official day for the open agency market to begin. How exciting is this? Vince, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. How you doing, Misty? I'm all right. I'm I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you stated previously, we got a, a lot to talk about, um, especially with free agency market going on. This has been a whirlwind for the start of the basketball uh, free agency. There's a lot of guys opting in, opting out. Uh, I think the biggest op- opting in right now that everyone's talking about is James Harden opting in. Um, right. We, we kind of figured, we kind of figured that this is going to happen. We talked about it a lot, but the most interesting thing to see is it went from the Sixers and the Suns as the you know suitable people to land James, and now it has yeah. become that was pre Brad Bill, so now it has become them trying to come agreements with both sides, you know his his agency himself, his representation, and their front office, which I think he has a pretty good relationship with them. So yeah. now it's between the Clippers and the Knicks because there's word on there's word around that he uh, what Jalen Green has said in a podcast um, James didn't like that so I'm not too sure how how confirmed you know how legit those sources are I don't I'm not gonna get into all the he say he say uh, I just know that's what's floating around right now uh, I don't know if you got a chance to catch the podcast. Jalen Green went on to uh, Paul George's podcast and they were just kind of talking because they heard the speculations themselves and they became a topic of conversation. And Paul George kind of brought it up to the simple fact that he didn't think Houston should bring James back because they have moved on and basically called Jalen Green a king of Houston at the time because he really is the face of the franchise right now. And He's been going through the fire, you know, the ringer. They've been sending double teams yeah. out. He's became the main focal point. They thought it would be a good idea for him to work it out and work through it before bringing someone else back. And Jalen Green made the comment that it, it could hinder his progress. Um, but at the same time, he also said he could learn from it as well. But he would much rather just stay his own man and do his own thing. So I think it, it got a little messy in there. So I think we can X out. James Harden back to Houston going on right now. I'm honestly shocked to hear the Knicks be into the conversation. I'm not sure how that would even I, – I don't know. Um, when I think of the way James play and how he plays the game and his style of play, uh, I know I was a teammate of his uh, my rookie year. It just doesn't seem like his culture. Um, and not to say that James doesn't work hard or play, you know what I'm saying? I just don't think – I don't see James Harden fitting in with the Knicks. I I just can't see it. What makes more sense and what's more probable to me is him going back home, which is L.A., to the Clippers. I know people were wanting the Lakers to throw their hat in the ring. I don't think there's any legitimacy with that, just because of the fact of how much they have to give up. They don't have the cap space for it. Um, I believe they're not willing to give up their assets at Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. They did extend the qualify offers to those guys as well. So with that being said, any team that offers them, the Lakers have the right to match it. Um, doesn't mean the Lakers can match everyone because I believe Austin Reeves will get offers from other teams that the Lakers won't be able to match. 
It's just kind of his preference. Um, same could be possible for Rui Hachimura. We, we never know. So I think the Clippers make the most sense at this point. Who knows who could sneak in? Um, I think that's such a wild card to have right now. And I honestly would like to say this year, he's going to control a lot of free agency because I believe he'll take his time and try to find the best suitor. So I want to know what you think and where you think he's going to land because it can go any way, which way. There's a, a bunch, there's a couple of teams that can sneak in late. We never know. But, and I wouldn't completely count Houston out. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think they're stronger than they were at the beginning or like Phoenix because they got Brad Bill now. But who yeah. who do you think or where you see James fitting in and why you think he would be a good fit in any of those places? I think, I think if the Knicks decided to take him, they'd have to get really, really creative with some of that cap space, right? They're going to have to really mm. – it's going to be like a puzzle, right? You're going to have to figure out where to shift players, pieces, how to make that money fit. But then when you talk about the Clippers – I think when they had a disappointing, you know, playoff situation, they might want someone like Harden, right? They might want to work a little bit harder to get somebody like him on on that team for those reasons, right? They they obviously mm-hmm. want to win. So, I don't know. Right now, I lean toward the Clippers, but that's just that's just my thoughts from what I read. I also read something about yeah. the Heat may even have a little interest in him, which is interesting. Uh, I didn't do any further reading on that, but. I don't know. I can't see the Heat really pursuing that as as um, as much as I can see them pursuing them trying to get Dame. Uh, I think Dame is probably the number one priority on their list. I also think that's another interesting one to watch out for because uh, there's words going around that Dame was upset that Portland did end up using that third pick. Uh, he wanted them to shop it and go get somebody that's a superstar next to him that's already a season player to help build a championship caliber team and Portland does feel like the old Dame that and I feel like that's such a a repetitive drum um I don't want to say too much I want, to, <laughs> want them looking at this podcast crazy but I do think it is finally time to mm-hmm. finally make that decision um are we gonna give Dame the team that we think he deserves or that he in my opinion deserves from them because of his tenure there the respect he's given that franchise has never been in any trouble. You've never heard anything bad about him. And every year he's always came in and put the franchise on his back. Everybody knows Portland is Damian Lewis team city, however you want to put it. Yeah. Uh, he'll probably, he'll probably go down as the greatest Portland trailblazer. Uh, that's no disrespect to, you know, Brandon Roy, unfortunate yeah. career. Bill Wall was a great player too, but I think when you look at it, Dame's top 75, uh, multiple selections, all star, all NBA teams. So I think it's it's a no brainer when it comes to that. So I do believe that Portland owes that to him. And if not, then I know Portland's gonna respect his wishes as to finding him the next destination to where he can go. And just to me, the way his mindset is and how Dame operates, I just see that being Miami because there's words that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a super team. You heard Dame said in his raps. You heard him come out and say it in uh, live streams, how, interviews, yeah. however you want to you know, see it. Anytime you see on social media, he doesn't want to be a part of a super team. That's why I don't, that's why I think he would have won and got a, you know, a chance to be with Harden and LeBron, or I mean, with uh, LeBron. So, yeah. he could have went to LA easily. I feel like these past two years, one of the two years, so. I just truly believe that Miami is the best fit for him because you obviously Jimmy's 
Jimmy doesn't consider himself a superstar, but in his league, I got to say he is. You know what I mean? Doing what he does is magical, being a two-way specialist that he is. And just he's always playing hard. So you kind of team him up with Jimmy and Bam. You know, that's not – that's to him, that's not a super team. You know, that's three good players. And then now you – knowing the heat culture, knowing how the role players are going to uh, play and operate because they always produce the best role players in the NBA, it seems like. Uh, consistently, they're, they do a great job of developing their guys and do a great job of uh, picking and finding underrated or under the radar talent. So, yeah. I think I think Miami makes the most sense for Dame at this point. I also have mentioned I like Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know what Milwaukee is willing to give up or do because I don't see them getting Dame and keeping Chris Middleton. Maybe uh, I definitely could see a, a Dame and Drew Holiday trade happening. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but if I had to if I had to throw a dark horse in there, that's probably where I would throw uh, – what team I would throw to come out with Damian Lillard is probably going to be uh, Milwaukee if it's not the Miami Heat. So I think between those two, between, between James and Dame, I think a lot of guys are going to be waiting to see where they're playing next year because a lot of these teams are priorities. You know, there's just some bigger fish in the sea. And those yeah. guys just happen to be the two biggest out there right now. For sure. Now, let me ask you this, kind of rolling back to the 76ers. How do you feel, like, how do you think Joel Embiid is going to feel losing Harden? Like, do you, I mean, obviously they had a great uh, situation going together. I personally, uh, I've been thinking, like, who would fill those shoes uh, yeah. to play with someone like Joel? But what do you see for the 76ers after Harden leaves? I've seen a bunch of things. And uh, after being a part of a team, being a part of a sports world, like, I know a lot of the times there are some poker faces because there are things that you have to do as a professional and cover up the media so it doesn't make distractions for the organization or the team. I think people can kind of see from the outside looking in that this thing was kind of going to blow up a little bit. Uh, I just hate it because I feel like now uh, it's hard. It's a hard conversation to really have when it comes to firing a coach, a great coach of Doc Rivers. Um, he is a a good coach, but then, you know, you have these games or records or, you know, his game seven records, like he just, it just doesn't get done. I don't want to put that all on doc because at the end of the day, doc's not out there playing for them. Um, so you can't just completely blame doc for guys not making shots and missing assignments or just not locked in or engaged in games at all. So, uh, everybody deserves a little bit of blame, but I do hate that they fired him. Um, and now. I feel like that was kind of in the hopes of, you know, keeping James or, you know, making the interest a little bit more appealing to him to stay there for the visual side. But I think his mindset is somewhere else. I think he wanted to give it another try. And now I think that his time there is up. And I think Joel, I think this is a good chance for them to blow it up if this is the case, because I don't see as we've been trusting the process for a long time and, Hats off to Joel Embiid because even when Philly was down bad after he came back from injury after injury, he has helped put that team back to where it needs to be. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, four years ago, four or five years ago, the the shot heard around the world with Kawhi had cost them possibly a final strip. Uh, they're definitely going to be in the conference finals after that. Um, definitely could see that team get into the finals. They did not bring that team back, which was unfortunate. I thought that was a mistake made um, when you had, you know, Ben Simmons at the top of his game, J.J. Redick, you know, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and 
and beat. I don't think you could have asked for a, a better solid five. So I think it's perfect. Um, I think it's a perfect time to kind of just start fresh and start over. You got your guy in Tyrese Maxey, who they believe is a max player, and they will not include any trade deals because they're going to ride that out, and roughly so. Uh, I think he's a, a player that um, the city can fall in love with and has fallen in love with. But uh, Joel Embiid decides to leave. I think the keys are handed to him. I think you can keep Tobias Harris if that's the case. Um, Tobias Harris was a 20-point scorer in the games before he got to Philly. I think it increases his role back to scoring, which is what he ultimately wants. And he said a great quote, and I don't think a lot of people respected it, and I don't think the Philly fans respected it either because they just kind of shrugged it off. But he's like, typical Philly fans want to train me for a crumble cookie, but you won't find – you won't get – yeah, but he was like, you won't get back another 6'9 forward who almost was 40%. Guards the other team's best player that plays 79-plus games, or 70-plus games, which is true. Like, how many 6'9 guys in our NBA, even superstars, all-stars, the premier guys, how many of them have made it 70-game seasons in the last three or four years? You know, you see Paul, you need to see Paul George and Kawhi dealing with injuries. LeBron has been dealing with some uh, lately in his career. Um, you know, KD has had some freak accidents happen. Giannis had some accidents happen in the Miami Heat. So it, it it holds true and it holds weight to what he is saying and how he has his case stated and backed up. Uh, so I think I would, oh, yeah. I think I would kind of just try to try to build around those two. And if not, you obviously have Maxi. I believe he's going to get the max contract coming up. I did see, however that Kyrie is also someone to look out for if if Dame I mean if uh, James decides to leave and Joel decides to stay that if Kyrie is not getting to Phoenix cuz that is also a preferred destination of his that Philly could be a place that Philly could be a place to watch out for for Kyrie so I think Philly has a lot of interesting ways to go about their situation I know Fred VanVleet had tweeted out after their finals was over to kind of try to convince Joel and B to stay and team up with him I do know that speculation is Houston's going to go offer Van Vliet two years, 86, which is max for two years. Don't see him turning that down, but then again, I could be wrong because he turned down the rest of his money in Toronto. So at these points, it just depends on what these guys' mindsets are, mentalities are, and where they want to be at because Fred Van Vliet is an NBA champion. So it's either, you know, you want to compete for more championships to add to your legacy or, which I'm not going to knock you for and nobody ever should, I want to go make this money so I can make sure that my my family, my people, we don't ever again have to worry about working for as long as we live. So um, everybody at the end of the day wants the financial freedom and, you know, the life, be able to live the life to be able to do what you want freely and, you know, stress-free. So money isn't everything, but money can't take care of a lot of things. <laughs> so people like yeah. to say money can People like to say money can't buy you happiness, but it can also lead to happiness because it can also lead to relieving a lot of stress. So... Uh, that's how I feel for Philly. I think they get, like I said, I think they can build around Tyrese Maxey. I think they have to be patient. I think Philly fans don't really want to do that because it's going to require a lot of patience for them to blow everything up. But right. depending on what they give, if they act anything like they did with the Ben Simmons situation, then it would be a hard, a hard, hard time for Tyrese Maxey. But I think he's willing to take that on his shoulders. Uh, it'd be interesting to see him become the vocal point of a franchise because he's earned it. So. Sure. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> Sorry, I sneezed right in the middle of all of that. Sure. So I hope that sure. wasn't picked up like ridiculously loud. <laughs> yeah. 
I actually was scrolling across Twitter before we started this, and I sent an interesting trade scenario for the Sixers that I think could give them some pieces back. Obviously, it's hard to replace Harden, but um, there was a, a marked trade that was involved in James Harden and P.J. Tucker to the Clippers, and the Sixers will receive Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, uh, Powell, and Robert Covington, along with Nicholas Batum and 2028 first round pick and a 2030 first round pick. Interesting. I, I don't know how much better you get than that if I'm them, especially with what's out there on the market and where guys are wanting to go. Um, yeah. Also, I could see before I head on to that scenario, I could also see Dame in Philly. That's a, that's a possible really? thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, if the sign and trade goes through as clean as we would like it to for, I don't, I don't know how it would get there. Cause I don't see it being for James. I don't see the sign and trade happening that way, but okay. if, if it comes about, I can see that happening, but for, to not get off the topic of the sixes, I think that's a great trade for them. You get back yeah. a bunch of wing and assets and it gives you also assets to have move. You know, Terrence man is really young. A lot of people like him or high on him. He's a high energy guy. He's reliable. He's going to play, you know, hard every night. Norman Powell's an NBA champion. Gives you championship pedigree on a team. Robert Covington is a three and D guy that everybody would love to have, or a guy that they would love to have on their team. Uh, and it brings a Philly guy back home. They know that's where Robert Covington got his career really started. Uh, was you know he made a name for himself in Philly. So yeah, Nicholas Batum, another another wing who's been around the league for a very long time that could help. Uh, I think that's something to start with. Now, what, what they want to do with those pieces and some of the young guys that they already have in Philly uh, with Daniel House, Shake Milton, DeAnthony Milton. Right. Uh, so it, it just depends. Uh, they can go any way they want. So I think that's probably going to be their best scenario, so to speak. <laughs> I couldn't give it to you. I could give it to you, you know, the whole spill, but that's just kind of what I see fit for them. Love it. Man, there's so much that's going to go on over the next week, two weeks, even months. It's going to uh, be crazy. Yeah, we, we keep saying how we're going to transition to football. Football. And, and it, <laughs> it, it's, it's getting hard. Mm. It's, getting, it's getting extremely hard with, um, <laughs> with basketball and the way they're doing. There are some great things happening in baseball. Mm. There are some great yeah. things happening in football that I won't forget to speak about when that time comes. But <laughs> within, these, within these next two weeks, uh, the NBA is coming in hot. So it's it it's going to be really hard to let this one slide or let let this <laughs> let this time go because there's just exactly. there's so many things to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure. It will be just very so it will be yeah. It will be very interesting. Yeah. We will talk about football, we swear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to talk about we'll even talk about soccer because I did want to talk about the Mbappe thing that they that mm -hmm. they want to sell him, but we'll get into soccer eventually too. That's mm -hmm. not as yeah. pressing. I think, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We swear. Yeah, yeah, man. I think I think this free agency has the ability to shake up what the NBA is going to. Also, let's not forget about Draymond Green. Ah, uh, yeah, I wrote that down. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. Do you see him? Do you see him staying with the Warriors? Do you see him? I mean, you never again, know. We, we talked about this. What was it? A smart move? Was it like a a creative way to create? I'm not sure. We don't, we never will know what's going to happen in these free agencies. We never know who could persuade who or sell it to who that, 
this is going to be the right fit for you. I think it's going to take a lot to pry Draymond Green away from Golden State because, as I've always said, it's a perfect marriage. Um, they're not for a championship. They're not a championship team without him. They don't win four championships without Draymond Green. Uh, I don't care what nobody says. Put out you want. Even when they have Kevin Durant, if Draymond Green is not a part of those teams, there's no championships going on in Golden State. So, and I think his career shaped up the way it has been because he has played in Golden State. It, it worked for both ways. Um, I think his career is a little different. I still think he's the same Draymond, hard nose playing, talk trash. But mm-hmm. I think because of how they constructed that team, is why it's a perfect marriage. And he's helped change the game. He's the reason why there's a lot of guys or a lot of teams playing small ball lineups and guarding things differently and putting guys like P.J. Tucker at the five now. Well, you could thank Draymond Green for that. Everybody hated that experiment that Houston did. but uh, And that just goes to show you the impact that those three have had on our game today. So I think you got to get – you got to tip your hat to him. You got to – kind of just let him see, does he want to explore life outside of go to state or if he just wants to sit there, retire and go to state. I think they made it very clear that they would much rather see that thing out to the end. I know if anybody's ever watched the last dance or, you know, true basketball fans, they watched it and were mad that, you know, Jerry Krause wanted to blow the bulls up and go the route he went and Jordan and would have rather just wrote it out to the sunset and waited till somebody beat him. So, I don't think you split up yeah. a good thing. I know I know the Warriors aren't 6-0 and in the finals. I know they blew a 3-1 lead, but I also do know that they – if there's no one you're not going to count out on the Western Conference, it's definitely always going to be them. As long as those three are together, um, I think it's hard to count them out. Uh, they have the pedigree. They know what it takes. They have two of the deadliest shooters to ever pick up a basketball. One is already the greatest shooter to ever pick up a basketball. So, yeah. um I, I, I don't see – it's hard to not see Jeremiah Green in a Warriors jersey at this point. Uh, but if it makes money, it makes sense. So it kind of just depends on where he wants to go with that. Uh, yeah, so I think that's the that's the best way to to go about his situation. Right on. Makes sense. I, I did want to talk about, however, they have not dropped any other knowledge or information on it. Uh, I did want to do some asking around and prying around and see what's going on. But I have noticed that there is something going on in Cleveland that <laughs> has not broke the surface yet. And now all of a sudden Darius Garland is available for trade. I I never could have seen that coming. Uh, all-star point guard, you know, <laughs> two years ago, one of the vocal yep. points, you know, you chose him between him and Colin Sexton. That's why Colin's not there anymore. Uh, I don't know the route they're going to go if you do trade Darius. Um, so I, I thought that was very interesting in itself as well. I thought, you know, yeah. DG and, and Donovan Mitchell were a great pickup together as far as the backcourt, but I don't know what the front office has in store. I don't know what their plans are moving forward. I thought Darius Garland would be their point guard for a very long time, but to see that he's uh, came up for availability in the trade market is also another thing for something to look out for. Um, yeah. I don't think Trey Young leaving Atlanta is something anymore. I do think um, John Collins going to Utah is the shocker so far after the Bradley Bill trade because nobody saw that coming. We've heard speculations for the last two or three years. Uh, him and Trey either bump heads or this, that, or the third. Like I said, guys, our business first. They're going to put on the poker phrases. They're going to be professional, but 
there there were reports going on about Atlanta and they kept it, you know, out of the media. They tried their best to do it. You've seen some media blows between Trey Young and some reporters, but there were some speculation mm-hmm. that Trey Young and Collins didn't really always see eye to eye, I guess, so to speak. And that's going to happen in the game of basketball. It's always going to be that way. So, yeah. But to actually see that sure. get split, I think is, uh, I think it makes you question where Atlanta, where Atlanta's going because you see Clint, Clint Capella's up for a lot of trade talks. And so that kind of leads you without your two most, you know, premier bigs. I know they got the young kid, uh, Griffin. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Fun, fun, fun filled weeks coming up. Can't wait to see. And then I swear we are going to talk about football. It is coming. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Especially Eventually. for me. Especially Eventually. for me. Football okay. starts for me in yeah. like uh, about six weeks. I got about five, six weeks where it really hits me, anyways. So we're getting there. Um, yeah, we're getting there. We're going to get yeah, there. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm reading. Bubbles. So I'm getting more and more of the feeds coming up here, but. Uh, Shoot. Anyways. Before the podcast I, does end, though, I do. I'm a Reds fan. We are from Cincinnati in well, Middletown, but I'm still an Ohio guy. I gotta give <laughs> I gotta give Ellie Dela Cruz his, his flowers. Oh, uh, uh, really? You know, okay. Before, All right. I, I know we're not transitioning to baseball, ladies and gentlemen, but if you're not oh, paying attention sorry. to the Reds or if you're not paying attention to social media at all, this guy has literally brought life back into Cincinnati Reds, into the I agree. Organization and just an electric player in general into the city, the sport. He obviously hit for the cycle a few games ago, which hasn't been done since like 1970-something. Uh, I think I want to say I believe it's 72. Uh, whoever let him fall under the radar to Cincinnati, we appreciate it because we absolutely love the guy. But ever since he's came about into the Cincinnati Reds rotation, ever since we called him up, They've been on the winning streak. You know, it's been nothing you know, short of special, nothing short of great. So, didn't want to get that out there before he keeps rolling and doing the things that he are doing. We cannot ignore that because the guy's playing amazing. Or we cannot uh, un- ignore Otani for breaking Babe Ruth's record for starters. Um, starting most starts as a starter pitcher and hitting home runs, more home runs in the same month. So. Got to give those two guys the utmost respect, the utmost credit for what they're doing in their sport because it's definitely changing the way the game is being played. Yeah. Cincinnati's got some wins. <laughs> I mean, it's a good place to be right now. And then Joey Votto obviously making his return, getting a home run, first night back. Yeah. Like, yeah. City lit up. Yeah, yeah it was just, that, was, that was crazy to watch for sure. Yeah. City's definitely – the rumor is actually is today is the Reds actually moved their game up to start sooner because of the Taylor Swift concert? <laughs> did, you know, did you know Did you know? that a, a concert coming to town as big as Taylor Swift could actually make the Reds start their game sooner? <laughs> yeah, Obviously. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed that. I did see Joey, Joey B, <laughs> Joe Barrow talking about it. Uh, I asked him if he was going to the Taylor Swift concert, though, so who knows? <laughs> if anybody can get tickets last minute, it would be that guy, so. Right. He's, he's got the keys to the city, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. 
trades going on, a lot to talk about. Man, we're going to have our eye out watching Twitter, watching all the feeds. We're going to see what's going on, what's shaking loose in the NBA world. We also have a lot coming up with baseball and football. We are going to tackle it. We will be there for you. We promise. (laughs) You can find us everywhere on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, every single podcast platform that exists. You can also find us on YouTube at Sports and Ish. You guys have an amazing week. Don't forget to leave us some feedback, rate, and review us. See you guys soon.